Hello and welcome to another edition of Your Favorite Football Podcast. I'm Pat. Alongside me is Raceland and James. And we are outside right now. It's a nice day. We uh, just watched part one of the NFL draft last night. And uh, today we're going to give you our thoughts on it. And we're going to pretty much give an overview of uh, what happened and stuff that we liked, stuff we didn't like, and surprises. Because we all know there were surprises. Uh, more than I thought would happen, actually, but um, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So we're going to go through 1 through 32, obviously, uh, including trades. Um, yeah, I'm just going to start with you, James, in uh, Jacksonville. It's your team. So, uh, I mean, we've all known for a while now. I mean, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we all knew who the number one pick was going to be, and that was Trevor Lawrence, and we'd known that since January. And even if it wasn't Jacksonville, we kind of knew since Trevor Lawrence's freshman year when he won the national championship with Clemson um, when he put up that stellar game against Alabama. Um, but, uh, on social media, it was like, well, is Jacksonville going to milk the clock? And obviously they did. Um, no matter who's in that position, they were going to milk the clock. But I guess they were told, um, if according to Trent Balky, the GM, they were told to not actually put in the pick until about three minutes left in the clock um, per the league. So they had no choice but to milk it. I'm sure that slip has filled out since Urban Meyer was hired. Oh, sure. Um, but, yeah, I know one of the surprises, um, which surprised me, but I get it looking back, and that's the Travis Etienne uh, pick at 25. Um, you know, in, we're, we actually played golf this morning, and as Pat and I were uh, driving back and – Raceland was soon uh, a little bit behind us, but uh, one of the guys on the NFL radio said that they drafted ETN that shocked him because they were going to replace James Robinson. It's not replacing James Robinson. It's a matter of getting two guys that can hold the football and there's not a dramatic drop-off. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year, if James Robinson was injured, which he was later in the year, you had to buy to Zigbo and Raquel Armstead, who I don't even think played much last year because of the COVID issues and all that. But then... You bring in Carlos Hyde, which we know what he did in previous uh, tenure in Jacksonville. I mean, come on. You really think that that's a huge drop-off between James Robinson and Carlos Hyde. Oh, yeah. So it's this narrative of, the narrative of, oh, they're replacing James Robinson needs to stop. It's not replacing. It's getting two quality guys at the same position. Right. You really think they're going to replace a guy that came in undrafted and put up those numbers in his first year? You really think that that's on their mind? No, they're going to do exactly what you said. They're going to get depth. They need that second guy, a speedster, which James Robinson isn't. And it's going to be a very good duo. Yeah, and you know, I don't also believe the narrative of he's a third down back. You no. don't, for one, we all watch Travis Etienne in college. He's not just a third down back. Right. Um, but you don't draft a first round running back to be a three down, a third down back. No. Um, so yeah, I think that. The whole narrative was outrageous, but Raceland, I mean, the shock of the night, the pretty much started the shockwaves was the Trey Lance pick there at number three. Yeah. Um, obviously, the thought was it was going to be Mac Jones, but uh, the, the 49ers have different plans, apparently, than what other people expected. Uh, right. It was, well, the coach didn't even know until, well, Shanahan knew. Shanahan knew who. I thought only two people knew, and it wasn't out, Shanahan. Out, two people outside of the organization. Oh, okay. Two people outside of the organization knew. Outside of, like, the GM, the owner, and Kyle Shanahan, the head coach, mm-hmm. 
Nobody really knew. Right. Nobody really knew. Um, so I, we'll have to see how he fits in that offense. I would have uh, figured that Mac Jones would have probably fit a little bit better. Um, but I don't know. We'll have to obviously wait and see. Uh, I don't know, honestly, what I would grade that pick. Uh, obviously, pans out, it'll be an A, but... Sure, but for now. For now, I'm going to give it a B plus Because there's potential, but yeah. the question is, is raised of, you know, he only played a few games. He played one season and then one game, mm. uh, obviously due to COVID, and it wasn't even at the highest level. So right. there's, there's concern there, mm-hmm. but... Uh, he has the intangibles to to be a good quarterback. He does. I just think that the competition that he faced was not. How do I say this? Not Alabama quality. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, because <clears throat> yeah, he didn't play at the highest level because he played well, right. at North Dakota State. He played FCS football instead of FBS, which is right. which is the normality, right? Or, or well, what what's really mainly broadcasted on on TV. Uh, True. So. I talked to one of the guys I know, one of the guys I work with. He's a 49er fan, and I asked him about what he thought about it. And he said he didn't like it. He's because there's really? too many question mark. There's too many questions raised about, you know, can he actually really produce? Right. He 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 wasn't really a fan of taking a quarterback anyways, really? because he oh he loves Garoppolo. He loved Garoppolo because Garoppolo helped lead him to Super Bowl. Sure. So. He no, I get that. He he believed so much in Garoppolo, and he's not a fan at all of what they're doing. I he he would have preferred Jamar Chase at three, but yeah, but he re, he knows that you're not going to give up what they did to go get a receiver, right? So no, definitely, you kind of hinted at your grade. Excuse me. So you kind of hinted at your grade, how you give it a B plus right now, and it turns out to be successful. Obviously, an A, which we have the luxury of hindsight 2020 when if that happens. Mm. Um, I'm on ESPN right now, and they do like the um, ESPN DraftCast, and they have the so how they do it on this is they they show where each person was picked, and they do like a positional rank, overall rank, and then a grade for the pick. I'm assuming that's what it is, right. or just a grade as a prospect. They had Trey Lance as a 92, um, so I mean, it's right around that area you were talking about, high B and low B, like a low A, but yeah, 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 92 would be about an A minus, so. Yeah, uh, I, I just think there's too many questions that can really affect what what he does in the NFL. Very true. Yeah, and and I just I guess like it, it kind of threw a curveball too because the whole time everyone kind of presumed it was going to be field not fields but Mac Jones there at three. And I don't know. I mean, I hope it works out because right now, if Kyle Shanahan misses on this quarterback and gets rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, his tenure as head coach is probably short-lived. He sure. he did say, Kyle Shanahan did say that he would like to try and keep Garoppolo around. Obviously, that's not up to him, and it's not going to happen. He's just trying to save face at this point, but I don't know. I mean, you already traded up. You already got a quarterback. It's pretty much telling him, hey, you're kind of out. And, and it, he led you to, that's why I don't understand, is he led you to a Super Bowl. Yeah, he got hurt, and it was unfortunate. But how do you give up on a guy that soon, just because of one injury? So, again, I was talking to my coworker, and he believes that it's the durability mixed with his 
uh, salary with the cap hits because he he's, he got paid a pretty penny. Well, in San Fran, and it's it's like, do you really want to trade durability for what you're paying? I get that. I get that. But yeah, the the whole Trey Lance pick kind of really threw the the rest of the top ten, maybe even a little actually after for for a loop. It did. There was a lot of strings. A lot of stuff that it, happened and trades that you know, we didn't think would happen. True. I mean, we'll get to it eventually, but yeah. Philly trading up with Dallas, like yeah, the, you never see that. No, you almost never see that. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's going to depend on obviously how Devonte Smith does. Oh, sure. And then because looking at it right now, I'd say Dallas won the trade because they got a third rounder for this year and a pick for next year hmm? as well. Yeah. So I think there's a pick next year. There might not be. It might have been. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and then Philadelphia just got the the trade up pick. Right. So, but they only trade up three spots. Yeah. So I I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't get it, but obviously they did get it, and, and they got the receiver. They got the receiver. But talking about Devonte Smith, um. What were the Lions thinking with not getting a receiver in Penny Sewell? Don't get me wrong. Penny Sewell, very good. Very, very good. Um, I'd have gotten a receiver, especially after losing two of them. I mean, you got to protect you got to protect the quarterback. I mean, Jared Goff is still a young guy. He's a young investment still. Um, and quite frankly, I mean, Yes, you get receiver. It helps your your quarterback, which I agree they should have went receiver. But at the same token, you got a guy like Panay Sewell, who's by far the number one prospect in the offensive uh, line um, class this year. Yeah. But also, when you have a good tackle like that, who quite frankly can be really physical and just you know be in your face, smash mouth football. It would also help your running game, which has been lackluster for the Lions. And let's keep everyone in mind that I think they got either I think they spent a first rounder last year, or even a or a second rounder on DeAndre uh, DeAndre Swift. So you still have a second year running back who has no help up front. Um, and look, let's be quite honest with ourselves. Jared Goff is not the type of quarterback to where if he's throwing the ball thirty to forty times, it's going to win you a lot of football games. True. Uh, if you remember when the Rams went to the Super Bowl, it was really because you had Todd Gurley and then a guy named C.J. Uh, Anderson really got hot in the postseason who became the bowling ball for that team. And that's how they went to the Super Bowl. And then when you had to rely on Jared Goff to help you win the Super Bowl, it was one of the lowest super lowest scoring Super Bowls in recent memory. True. So is Jared Goff a serviceable quarterback? Absolutely. But at the same time, I see why they're giving – the Lions Panay Sewell because, okay, he would help on our run game, and then if you can get the run game, you can do the play action, which will help Jared Goff more than what people realize. I absolutely get that. But at the same time, it was more... How do I say this? I guess you couldn't go wrong with either pick. I just expected receiver, is what I'm trying to say. So I'm looking at the receiver class, or the their, their receiver room, They've got their projected starters are Brashad Perriman, 
Khalif Raymond and Tyrell Williams. I, I forgot they picked up Tyrell Williams. He's been up and down. Up and down. Yeah. I liked him in, in, in Las Vegas, but we'll see how he does here. And I think Perryman's kind of an unknown. Like, I don't know what his true potential really is. Now, the second guy you named off, um, who? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they do have a young guy in Quintez Cephas. Obviously, we'll have to see. They've got a a veteran in there with Geronimo Allison, but he's not going to see much playing time, obviously. So, the Sewell pick's not bad. I kind of agree with James. Obviously, you got to protect your quarterback, and being a young quarterback, it's what you're trying to do. Right. But, again, on the flip side, I can... Like, it's like, why would you not take receiver? Right. Now, now well, there, there are receivers case. that they can get here in the second round, decent receivers that they can get to kind of bolster that a little bit. But if you've got the the opportunity to take a, a top three receiver, I don't know. That, that's a difficult pick. Again, the, it could go either way, and it would be a, a decent pick for them. But I just expected receiver from them, just based off of the loss of the two. Well, the feeling I got was maybe they're just not a big fan of what Devonta Smith was. He's undersized. Say maybe yeah. they're looking and, at the undersized. And look, I a mean, quite frankly, much. Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle went right in front of them. Yeah, I had a feeling one of those guys, if they were available, we'd be having a different conversation right now. But oh, if, absolutely. So, oh, sure. And the fact that they passed up on Smith says a lot more than what people realize. And yeah, and honestly, guys, if you look at the remaining receivers. There's still a couple guys on there that they can get in the second, even probably early third round. Yeah, that could help. I mean, Tutu Atwell, he's he's really fast, but he's undersized, I think. Yeah. Um, but Ter- Terrace Marshall, what can he do at this level? Uh, Rondale Moore, you know, everyone. Some people thought he was a first round talent. Obviously, slipped out of the first round. Yeah. Elijah Moore is still there. Elijah Moore, but another guy that no one's talking about is Amari Rogers. Amari yeah. Rogers is a yeah. pretty good player. True. Now. No one thought he was going first round, no. but if the Lions come out and get him in the second or third round, which I think I think second's probably most likely, maybe, um, depending how the board falls tonight, and we all know after last night, who who knows what's going to happen. Right, you never really know. You but, predict it. okay, what if they get Amari Rodgers? That's a, you fill a need, there, yeah. and yeah. your upside's huge. True. <laughs> no, very true. <laughs> Having looked at that, that receiver list, they kind of need more of a speedster. So I, I see them going more of a 2-2 at well or, or either Elijah or Rondell Moore, one of the two. Uh, but again, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they took one of the other guys Yeah, that we've named them. So, true. All right, real quick, I'm going to name the uh, top ten. That way people are up to date with it, just in case. Uh, number one, obviously we talked about it, Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville. Number two, Jets took Zach Wilson, quarterback. Number three, San Francisco took Trey Lance, quarterback. Uh, number four, Atlanta took Kyle Pitts, tight end. Great pick. We expected it. Yeah, I was thinking I'd either him or Jamar Chase. Yeah, if they're true, if true. they're really trying to get rid of Julio, yeah, then that would have been a guy to replace him with. True. Uh, number five, the Bengals. They took Jamar Chase when everybody thought they would take Penny Sewell just to protect Joe Burrow. But 
like you said last night to me, Raceland, how much do you think Joe Burrow had to do with that pick? Yeah, because he said in an interview uh, before the draft that uh, he would love to reunite with Jamar Chase. Mm. And it, we'll get into these guys a little bit later on because we're going to talk about not really predictions, but like we're going to preview second and third round tonight. Mm. <clears throat> but uh, there's still some good tackles on the board. Oh, yeah. And I've mentioned this to you guys before. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I think I did. But the trade off for a great, talented receiver in Jamar Chase and then picking up a, a tackle in the second round, if there's still some there, mm-hmm. which there are. Tevin Jenkins is still available. Jalen yeah. Mayfield's available. Yeah. Those guys are great ta- offensive tackles True. that Cincinnati can go pick up early in the second. The, the trade-off there, like I, like I said, I told you guys before, the trade-off there for Jamar Chase and a decent to a good tackle mm. is better than Sewell to uh, a subpar, maybe decent receiver. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, and you mentioned that you can get an offensive tackle pretty much tonight. Um, if you're going to get a decent one, it has to be tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Liam Eichenberg, I mean, I think he's very under the radar, but he could be picked tonight. Um, Dylan Radons, you know, everyone, the conversation real, with him really started after the Senior Bowl week. Um, and then Samuel Cosme, I think he's a little underrated, but, you know, maybe get him in the fourth round potentially, um, depending mm-hmm. how the board looks. But I, I, I still think, though, I mean, you have Tyler Boyd. Um, obviously, you don't have A.J. Green anymore. But how got, much was got, he worth but, at Cincinnati? So you got you got T. Higgins too. Yeah, already there. He's still young. Mm-hmm. I just think you have to protect your franchise quarterback because if he gets another injury like that, maybe we aren't talking about Joe Burrow much longer. Unfortunately, because you know a guy can only handle so many injuries to your your knee. I mean, especially as a quarterback when you're shuffling a lot. Right. And quite frankly, anybody, whether it be in the athletic world or even the real world. I mean, if you hurt your knees and that severely more than once, yeah. you risk, you know, not having the same life you did before. So I just think, you know, I just think that you had the perfect tackle to come in day one and provide immediate protection for your franchise guy. And look, maybe he did have a lot of influence and maybe that's the guy he wanted. But I think if that's the case, I don't know. I mean, you go with it because you don't end up like a situation like a Russell Wilson or, uh, well, I guess he wants more protection. Um, but you don't want to end up like, you know, an Aaron Rodgers situation so quick. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess you can't really be like, well, that's a terrible pick. But maybe at the end of this year, we're like, um, Joe Burrow just got sacked 50 times. Maybe they got the wrong guy. True, true. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. They should have definitely gotten Penny Sewell over a receiver and focused on that later on. But see, I, I, I'm I'm going to take the other route. I, I I would prefer the Jamar Chase taking taking him fifth and then taking like Tevin Jenkins uh, early in the second if he's available. If not, then like James said, there are other guys. Cosme's available. Eichenberg, um, Jalen Mayfield. Those, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I would rather have that trade off. I get that, but this and guy, so, like James said, can come in there day one and instant and, great well, and, protection. And and these these tackles could too. If, uh, if, not, if your I'm offensive line, sold on Penn, if your offensive line is that bad, the guy you draft in the second round very well could end up being your starter day one. But okay, but you're missing the point. But there, then is 
We're talking about not just improving because your line's so bad. You're talking about making an improvement and helping protect. Okay, yeah. Their line's so bad, maybe Eichenberg Radons does come in and start day one. But if you're what you have is a C tackle and you upgrade to a C plus, that doesn't really help that much. So but if Panay Sul, I think he had to be ability to come in and protect the blind side and and have a comfortability of being able to play in the NFL from the first snap. To where Radon's and even an Eichenberg to an extent is more of a project. Uh, maybe it takes him a year or even two. And quite frankly, after a knee injury this year, you just don't have that for the Bengals. Right, you got to do it now. And that's what Penny Sewell could have provided is now. Well, and, and you never know that one of these guys could end up being better than what Sewell is down the line. If, I... if, Tevin, if Tevin Jenkins comes in and, and doesn't give up a sack at all this year, then we're going to look back at, at this time next year and be like, they made the right decision. Honestly, though, out but, of right now, who do you trust more, Sewell or Jenkins? Out of those Sewell. two, obviously you're going to take Sewell. There you go. But who would you rather have at receiver? Jamar Chase or Elijah Moore or Rondale Moore? If you can get Penny Sewell, Elijah Moore, for sure. Well, See, see I'd rather So go... if you're giving me a – if I had to pick between one, I guess I would look back and say – well, a receiver doesn't really do me well if my quarterback's on the ground. It's true. And and that's really what's going to happen. If, if the receiver's on the ground and you can't get the ball off, you don't, you can have Randy Moss out there for the Bengals. It's not going to help him much. And I get that, but second-round tackles are still good offensive tackles. They're good, but they may take a year or two, like James said, in order to actually be what Penny Sewell could provide day one. So I guess really the, the, the debate we're having here is not really of receiver or tackle, I think it's starting to become of, you know, do you do the trade-off like you've been saying, Raceland, and you let the tackle get better over a year or two. What I'm arguing is if I'm the Bengals, if I was in the shoes, that I would rather have a, an immediate impact player to help protect the blind side rather than a year or two from now. Because you're right, a year or two from now, Samuel Cosme, Eichenberg, Radons, they might be better. Even Jenkins, like you mentioned earlier, who's still available, might be better. But right now, who do you have the most trust in between the, the guy from the top at Sewell to Eichenberg at second? That's a huge drop-off. True. Very true. Well, excuse me, Jenkins would be second. But even then, there's somewhat of a drop-off depending on who you ask. But yeah, I like Jenkins. I don't think, I don't think it's that big between the two, but... But you're, if you're Bengals, if you're the Bengals, you're not getting Jenkins in second. Well, he might. I don't know how. Maybe. I don't Just, know how far he'll fall. Well, and it could the, fall. There. The, so the Bengals have what the fifth pick. Let me let me look real quick. Um, so while you're looking, I'm gonna round out the uh, top ten. They had the sixth pick tonight. Sixth pick. Okay. So he could fall there. Yeah. Um, I was looking at a mock draft before we started on ESPN, and and they've got. The uh, Jaguars taking Tevin Jenkins at 33. So, he might be there. He might not be there. Obviously, we'll have to wait and see. Hmm. That would be a Jaguar move, but <laughs> it'd well, be a you good move. You've got to get a guy to help try and protect your franchise quarterback now. You yeah, know. I mean, I agree with that, but I think... That's the same you... argument you're making for... <laughs> well, no, but uh, I, I'm coming from a fan perspective. Okay. Our line was not as bad as Cincinnati's last year. It well, just no. wasn't. Well, no. So... It was one of your strong points, It was one actually. of our better points, yeah. I mean, if you don't believe me, look what James Robinson was able to do last year. Right, yeah. Um, look, I mean, 
am I sold on Cam Robinson Robinson long term? No. But do I think I can deal with him this year if that meant getting a help on the defensive side? Yes, and I think that's what you had to look at. But we'll preview the second round later. But yeah. you, you mentioned Jacksonville with 33. But Jenkins, I mean, would I be mad? No. But I would prefer a defensive route since we used our second first rounder last night on running back. Right. Right, right now you're just going all offense. you got to focus on defense as well. But um, moving on to number six, Miami uh, took Jalen Waddle. Good receiver. We obviously saw that one coming. No surprise. Nope. Uh, We already talked about number seven with Detroit taking Penny Sewell. Number eight, Carolina took J.C. Horn. That was was a surprise. That one kind of surprised. I honestly expected a trade there, but had they not traded, I kind of expected them to go a little bit of a different route, maybe with Micah Parsons. Yeah, we were thinking Micah Parsons, but even then, I mean... Patrick Sertan was on the board, and if yeah, yeah, I, I guess Carolina had a higher draft grade on him than or on Horn than Sertan. That I still don't understand that though. I really don't. Unless they saw see. something that he fit their scheme better, I don't know. But yeah, very well could. I don't know. I don't know. Not a bad pick, but no, no, it's a very good pick. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Broncos took uh, Patrick Sertan. And number 10, we talked about that. Uh, Eagles took Devontae Smith, the wide receiver. Yeah, the, talk about the trade real quick. Don't... Uh, you mean within the NFC East? Yeah. I mean, if you, if, you, if you want to make a trade that bad, sure. Yeah, but three spots? And to get a guy that was still probably going to be there yeah. when you made your pick at, at 12. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it just... So... That didn't make sense at all. Unless they thought that maybe another team was going to, like Arizona, maybe try and jump up and, and take Devontae Smith if they were getting paranoid, then maybe, I guess, but... Maybe, but you don't know that, though. Right. I don't know. That one... That's weird. That's a weird one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I, I mean they needed a receiver bad. Oh, they did. Um, but, I mean, I guess when you trade within the division... Really, the team that benefits the most is the Cowboys. Oh, because sure. not only do you, they probably weren't picking Smith, so you still get the guy that, I, I mean, we all sat around this table last night and thought that was probably the way they were going to go um, with Micah Parsons there after. Sertan and Horn were off the board, yeah. Yeah, so yep. we already kind of assumed that. Yep. So how much of it was, we know Philadelphia is desperate for a receiver. Mm-hmm. How much do you think the, that they were kind of leading them on to think we we're going to get Devontae Smith and they jumped up? And not only do you get the guy that you want, you hurt your divisional rival because they had to give up some picks for the future. Right. It's true. Um, you know there's something going on right there. The Cowboys knew something that they were going to do. Yeah, because well, one one thing that makes the draft so special is it's not just the, you know the excitement of who's going to go where, but when it comes to the organizational pieces of it it's a chess match it is it's a one it's a it's like having 32 chess boards and you're playing against everybody at once yeah and that's what makes it so great so if jerry jones if i don't know how i don't know if that's what really happened i'm kind of speculating um but if that's what happened i mean 
you got to give credit where credit is due, and that's a brilliant move by Jerry Jones to the point to where when they showed the war room, um, no one is in the war the war that's room. That's not true. Oh, there was this. There one was one lady, lady in one there. Lady was just sitting there, kind of <laughs> watching the TV. <laughs> so, but no, yeah. Looking at at the pick a little bit more in depth, like like I said, maybe they had the suspicion that a team was trying to jump up, and they actually a team actually did jump up. Yeah, because if you look at eleven, yes, the Giants mm. traded out of that pick. So maybe they thought that someone was trying to jump ahead of them with with either Dallas or the Giants there at eleven. Right. So the, a trade actually happened. It did, but but maybe maybe they heard the rumblings of a trade happening, someone jumping and trading with the Giants. Right. And I, they they got scared and they're like, it's going to be someone to take Devonte Smith. Yeah. So yeah. maybe they thought that we've got to get ahead of them. Yeah. I think and they made right. the deal with Dallas. Yeah, I think you're so, right. I think that was what. That might have, have that might have been what happened. Yeah. Um, unless they really just thought, and because the Giants could have taken Devonte Smith too. Yeah, they could. And they, maybe they thought that too. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you look later in the draft, the, speaking of the Giants, they kind of did take the the less. I wouldn't say less, but the the step below Devonte Smith. They got Kadarius Tony. They did. Who is a speed receiver? Very. Has you know can be really shifty, and has some comparisons. I'm not saying they're identical, but they have some comparisons to each other between him and Devonte Smith. So maybe when the Philadelphia Eagles got Smith, they were like, okay, we know Tony's probably going to be available if we trade back, especially when Chicago called. So really, it makes sense. But you would think at that point, okay. Maybe the Eagles offered the Giants more because it'd be kind of hard pressed to believe that the Giants didn't think Philly was wanting to move up either for that guy, especially right. if Dallas was teasing. If that was the case, right? True. Right. Very true. All right, I'm going to go from 11 to 15. There are some in here that I'd like to focus on before I do the whole 10. Um, number 11, Raisin already kind of hinted at it with a trade with New York, uh, Chicago to Justin Fields. Um, Raceland was a little bit unhappy with that one last night because he doesn't think Chicago is going to treat him very well. Well, so he's not starting. No, he's not. That was they, the, they, the Bears GM Ryan Pace uh, said this morning that that Andy Dalton is their starter. Right, week one. So, I mean, if they were going to throw him into the wolves right away and be like, "All right, here you go, kid. Here you." Here's what we're doing. Here's the playbook. You're starting week one. Then I wouldn't have given him much chance at success. Yeah. But now if they let him sit for a little bit behind a guy and learn under Andy Dalton, a guy who's been in the league for a little while, and give him time to develop, maybe that's going to give him time, or maybe that'll give him the opportunity to develop into a, a good quarterback. Yeah, True. but at this point, here, there's multiple layers to this in my opinion. One, it you tr you traded up to get a guy, and just outside the top ten. Normally, if you draft a quarterback in the top ten, top fifteen, they're your day one starters. So that's the first layer. Second layer is you got a guy of 
got a guy of name of uh, Alan Robinson, who's already shown his displeasure to the point to where if something doesn't change between now and next free agency, he's a free agent. Right. So, and then the third layer is, how can you look the fan base in the face and say, we have fields, but you guys don't get to see them this year. We're going to make you go through Andy Dalton. Yeah, I'm sorry. The the Bears fan base is not real thrilled with that answer. No, they are not happy. No, because they just had to deal with four to five years of Mitchell Trubisky. Right. And then they had to deal with Nick Foles when Trubisky wouldn't get the job done this year. If you're a Bears fan, how do you, how do you support that? I mean, obviously your team, it's your team, you're going to support that. But how, how, I just don't know how you don't, I don't know. I, I'm lost for words at that. It's, yeah, I don't understand. You traded up, too. That's the thing. That hurts. I mean, you had to trade up in order to get him, and he's not even your starter. And you're like you said, you're going to have to look those fans in the face and be like, nah, sorry. It's Andy Dalton week one, baby. Here you go. Here he is, number 14. Because the, I mean, the way I look at it, okay, so they traded with the Giants. So let's say they stayed at 18. Not uh, not eighteen. They went to uh, twenty, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Is the Giants taking Justin Fields? No. 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 Is is Dallas taking Fields? No. No. Is the Chargers? No. No. Is the Jets? No. No. Patriots probably either Mac Jones or Fields. If if he's there, probably yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the Cardinals isn't taking a quarterback. The Raiders aren't taking a quarterback. Miami's not taking a quarterback. Washington seems pleased with their their uh, situation. Their triplet. So. That leaves you with Chicago there at 20. If you wanted a project guy, no matter who fell, either Fields or Mac Jones, you're satisfied and you don't have to give up your f- any picks in the future to trade up. It makes no sense. Right. Especially yeah. if you're just going to have a guy sit. Right. Exactly. Because That's the thing. It doesn't make sense at all. Mac Jones realistically has, the, has a better arm talent than Fields. The one thing that Fields has that Mac Jones doesn't is the man- maneuverability. And be able to make stuff happen outside the pocket, which is huge. I get that. But I just, man, if, if for a project pick, and you trade up to 11, I mean, they've got to be on the hot seat. They have to be on the hot seat. The organizational GM, the head coach, I'd be shocked if they have a sub-500 this year. They're not going to be there next year. No. I don't care who's there. They'll win five games this year at best. Maybe five games. I'm we'll giving see. them five. That's all I'm giving them. I think if, if Andy Dalton not getting a job done by week six or seven, maybe even eight, then maybe you throw Fields in there and be like, okay, here we go. That's yeah, too late. That's, that's too late. If you're if you're three and five or two and six because Andy Dalton's not getting the job done, you're out of the playoff hunt. Not not officially, but you are because you're not catching. I said that's already a, a tough division in its of itself. I mean, well, that's gotta, if Aaron Rodgers is there this year. Now, he, well, but, even but though you got to play, play Minnesota twice a year, yeah, the Lions, who, yeah, well, to be, we'll fair. see about them. So that that division is either going to be run by Green Bay, yeah, run by Minnesota, or a version of the NFC East again, and they're all going to fight each other until the very end. Yes, I, I don't know. I agree with James here. I. I think we all agree with James. It's stupid. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we're done roasting the bears, 
Well, they deserve it. No, they deserve I, it. They really because do. They do. They really think do. about it, guys. Think I, about it. I've been thinking about it. I thought about no, it last night. This started last year when it did. Jacksonville benched Nick Foles. Yeah. Nick Foles was done. Mm-hmm. There's only one team that was willing to give up a third-round pick for a 70-plus million-dollar contract and Nick Foles, and that team was the Chicago Bears. And he wasn't even the starter week one. It was Mitchell Trubisky, who was downright pitiful. And then you have Nick Foles come in, which was more pitiful than a thunderstorm ruining your golf outing. And then now you have a guy named Andy Dalton, who was awful last year and has been awful since his tail end days of the, with the Bengals. And then guess what? He's the guy that gives you a holy umbrella at the golf outing when it's thunderstorming. And then you're telling the fans, you have to use this and it's downpouring rain outside. Forget you. You're getting soaked. I'm glad you 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 moved on to Andy Dalton and the Bears there because because <laughs> you you complaining about I'm not complaining. You sit here dogging the Bears for for trading Jacksonville third round pick, and I was like, why are you mad? You got rid of a terrible quarterback and you got third round pick. <laughs> because if I was happy for as a that, Bears fan, obviously you got to be pissed that's about what it. I'm, but that, yeah. That's why I'm putting my shoes as a Bears fan because right. Because, yeah, you got to feel bad for Bears fans. I mean, they, they went through the ringer. Because yeah. if this was a Jaguar podcast, I'd be like, haha, joke's on you, you idiots. But no, it's not a joke on them. I'm putting as an unbiased podcaster here. I yeah. feel bad for those fans because they're going to have to go up in Soldier Field when it's 20 degrees outside in the snow, in the rain, and watch, presumably, um, according to the Bears, Andy Dalton try himself out there and throw picks at the picks at the picks. It's going to be like the Oprah show. You get a pick. You get a pick. Sorry, A-Rob. I'm throwing another pick. Sorry, Cleo Mack. You're doing a lot of work on the defensive side. Johnny Tabaton, I'm sorry, but here comes another pick right to the Mike linebacker. Are you kidding me? Poor Bears fans. Poor Bears fans. He's not even a Bears fan. He's just mad at the world right now. He's throwing bottles. I think it's funny. Oh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I think it's funny. It's pretty funny. Okay, Bears, you deserve that. So, uh, sorry, Bears fans, but uh, your team is um, your team is terrible. Your front office is terrible. Your, your, front, team, office your front office is a joke. You're Beavis. Do they- That's what you are. You're straight up Beavis. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Do they share its front office with Houston? Uh, that's what I want to know. No. No, you don't think? No. It ain't that bad? No. Really? Yeah, it's pretty bad, man. I don't know. They're almost tied. So okay. well, well, well. I mean, Bill O'Brien's not in Houston anymore. So yeah, well, to be that's true. That's <laughs> true. Okay, uh, moving on. <laughs> Number twelve, Cowboys took Micah Parsons, linebacker. Like James said, not a surprise. Yep, not a surprise. Uh, Thirteen, Chargers took Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle. Not a surprise. They need to protect Herbert. Yep. 14, the Jets took Elijah Vera Tucker with a trade, by the way. Uh, yeah, they traded up to to protect uh, Zach Wilson. They did. They traded they up did. with uh, Minnesota, correct? Minnesota, yes. yeah. Yeah. Minnesota fell down to 23. Right. So um, that is someone that might have been there again. I don't know. When they got their pick. I don't know. What do you mean, you don't know? Who do you think would have gone over him? Where did where did they fall to? Where did Minnesota fall to? Twenty three. Twenty three. Washington might have taken him. They took a linebacker in Jameen Davis. Yeah, but if you're presuming if, that Vera Tucker's still there. Yeah, if Vera Tucker was there for Washington to take at nineteen, 
They might have. May yeah, maybe. But that, yeah, so, that's another maybe they could have. Well, and they, they went up they they drafted the best guard in the in the draft and uh, got a guy to protect their, their hopefully franchise quarterback. Well sure. I so I agree with it was a good I, pick. It I'm was just saying maybe they could have waited and uh, not uh, traded. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, we were sitting around outside last night watching it, and uh, we 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 bought a projector because we, we were saying we're, we watch outside, and it's like how'd you watch it outside? We bought a projector, and we we've got it on a a screen outside. We're underneath the canopy with a, a tarp background, and then we put a uh, a screen up. Yep. Um, to watch the draft. So we sit outside and watch it last night, and we see that Minnesota is making a trade. And we're like, okay, now maybe Arizona's trading up. Maybe maybe uh, Washington's going to trade up and take Mac Jones here. No, it was the Jets, and we're like, what are the Jets going to try and do? Are they going to try and take a, a running back? Are they going to go defense? What do they do? It was a big surprise that they traded up. Well, it was. Well, and truth be told, um, about that five to ten minute span, I wasn't even watching the draft. I was busy getting a Trevor Lawrence jersey. Yeah, he already bought. Um, James already bought a Trevor Lawrence jersey. Yeah. So when the Jets traded up, and I'm racist trying to talk to me about the Jets, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, and, know who they're picking. And here. I can't. I w- he was the only one I could talk to because Pat got up and went and got more firewood. <laughs> yeah, I had to get more firewood. It was called. He, it took you a minute too, but well, that's, I, I that's, carried six of them. What I, do you want but, from me? anyway? But Pat, to to kind of argue your point though, the reason I think they trade up because you got to remember who they got last year. They got Mackay Becton, who turned out to be a absolute stud. So now you put yeah. Elijah Vera Tucker on the same side as Mackay Becton, which I'm assuming that's what they're doing. They haven't announced anything. Right. That one side of the line is. Good. It's taken oh, care it's of. Very good. It's, it's taken good. care of. I mean, oh, I definitely and agree. it's taken care of. I'm not for ten years. The, it's done. Well, I'm not oh, disagreeing yeah. with the pick at all. I'm just saying maybe he would have been there. I don't. I don't think so. Been. I think really? Washington would have got him. I think really. Yeah. I think, either see, either I Washington or someone else trades up ahead of him. See, I still have or Washington Oakland. take a linebacker. Though. Not Oakland. See, now Vegas. I don't think Vegas would have taken. No, him. I don't think so. I don't think Vegas would now, now maybe so because now maybe of- because they traded Rodney Hudson out to Arizona. Maybe, but again, Rodney Hudson's a center. Well, they, to right, bolster but- that inside, I don't think they would have. I mean, no, they seem sold on Alex Leatherwood no matter what. No matter who was there. Well and well because Leatherwood well, was projected maybe early second round. Well, so James I, I I forgot who they picked there for a second, so maybe James has a point. Maybe Vegas maybe Vegas wanted him. Because to take Alex Le- to take Leatherwood that early though, I don't know. It kind of seemed like a panic pick. I mean, because even the 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 media people when you watched the draft last night, depending on what network, um, we mainly watched ESPN. Yeah. Um, they were talking about how the the Raiders pretty much blew up the line, and they did. They did, and yep. they had to rebuild it. And they were saying how they might get two to three more picks. So when it comes to guard. I think Vera Tucker's obviously the standout starter in the group, mm-hmm. but when the, when you kind of got the feeling, which I don't know, I mean maybe Pat's right. They had they were pretty much on Leatherwood the whole time, but when Vera Tucker went off the board, okay, maybe they panicked. Man, like okay, that was the guy we were really hoping for. New York just traded up, and we didn't expect them to get a guard. Um, now what do we do? And it's kind of like a scramble. But then you would think, okay. To, for, to kind of argue my own argument, Christian Darisol is there. So, True. I don't know. I don't know what the Raiders were doing. Um, but 
I just know if you're the Raiders and you're John Gruden and you're Mike Mayock, if you don't start producing wins on the field, they don't care how big your contract is. Because when that yeah. Vegas stadium, that beautiful, gorgeous, Brand Death Star, new. beautiful Raiders stadium, Allegiant Stadium in the strip of, right outside the strip of Las Vegas, when it's empty every Sunday, mm-hmm. then you're then the owner um, is going to wake up and say, um, something's not right here. Oh, wait, we're 4-12 and 12 again. Oh, excuse me, politically correct. 4-13 and 13 now in 2021. Which very well could happen. It could. It could. Yeah. No, See, well, this is what happens when yeah, you do I mean, shows outside. Y'all get me fired up. We didn't do nothing. The Bears did. The Bears started right. this. The Bears started it. It's the Bears' fault. It the is Bears. the Bears' fault. Okay. Poor Bears fans. <laughs> Poor Bears fans. All right. Uh, number 15, uh, Patriots took Mac Jones, quarterback. We kind of figured they'd take a quarterback. I mean, he was the last one Not that was left. Play. Huh? Not a surprise. No, not a surprise. Uh, okay, we're gonna spend some time on this one. Number sixteen. We don't have to spend time on it. I don't want to talk about it very. (laughs) Not very long. Cardinals took Zayvon Collins, uh, linebacker, outside linebacker, mind you. Um, Nope, he's playing middle. That's not what he's listed on here. As Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury have already said, he's gonna line up as a Mike linebacker on the inside next to uh, Isaiah Simmons. Really. Yeah, sounds like obviously they're going to play Simmons a little bit more. Um, they're going to start running a three-four defense. Yeah, James is giggling about something. I don't know what we'll he's giggling about. We'll get to minutes. we'll get to it here in a minute. Um, yeah, so the Cardinals go into a three-four. I mean, last night before I really knew about the three-four defense. Yeah, um, or if they'd already said it, I'd forgotten about it. Uh, I was not happy. He kicked the chair. I. I didn't kick the chair. I just stood up and I pushed the arm and it fell. No, over. he kicked. The chair. I saw a little foot action. I there. did too. You kicked the chair after you flung it. Now, <laughs> if I did, I didn't mean to. I don't but, care. But it's a so, chair. See, this is to my credit here. I hate to pat myself on the back. As Ray's one's throwing a fit, threatening to go home and go to bed. <laughs> he did too. He got up. So the poor dark. chair just got mauled. Ray's one's sad, getting ready to go to bed. I'm like, but Ray's I was like, what if? They go to a three-four, and 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 he's he like, "Well, they they have all these formations." I'm like, "Yeah, but they might go more primarily a three-four." And what did they talk about this morning? Going to more of a three-four. See, <laughs> he didn't want to admit it. I was trying to cheer up my friend on draft night because he was super sad. I wanted, I wanted <laughs> him to mad. trade down. Sad bull. He was mad. I wanted him to trade down. I know you did. You well, did say that quite a bit. And that's fine, but dude, Zayvon Collins is a stud. And True. I kind of wanted him. I did too, but I did you know <laughs> at first, but. But it didn't grow right, right before we started recording, I watched the video of, of Steve Keim and and Cliff Kingsbury calling him and just the intensity and of, of what he was talking about and because I can't repeat what he was saying on the podcast. Sure. A lot of expletives. A lot of expletives. Yeah. Um, but based off of the intensity and what I heard, now I, I told you guys, I'm starting to kind of turn turn my thoughts on this guy. Maybe... Maybe this guy will be something special. We'll see. Yeah. Um, they said he's gonna. They're gonna make him as a Mike linebacker and off the ball linebacker. So it seems that you're gonna throw him and Isaiah Simmons as kind of the cover backers, and then 
you're going to have um, Jordan Hicks and Chandler Jeff be your kind of interior run stoppers and edge rusher guys. So I don't know. I, I like, I kind of like it now, now that I'm you know, talking about it a little more and I've seen the video. I can't sit here and say I hate the pick anymore. Um, but if they come this time next year, he doesn't produce, then I'll hate the pick. Yeah, and, and he's listed as the outside backer on the draft, but he, like you said, you're moving him to inside, and it makes most sense for him to be the the uh, off the ball backer because he's six five, two sixty, and and I if, mean, if he can he can be a guy who can edge rush really well, he can be a guy who can he's a guy who can either come off the edge standing up or put his hand in the dirt and be fine. So you know, maybe every once in a while they would do switch up the package. Uh, if Jordan Hicks needs to take a playoff and they go to a different defensive scheme for a couple plays, and he edge rushes either on the same side or opposite of Chandler Jones, I, I'm not going to mind it. Yeah, Obviously, to, if we get to the quarterback faster. Yeah, to me, I mean, if you look at that division and what it said to me, I don't race on you. I don't know if you'll agree with me with this, but when they picked Zayvon Collins, it's we got to build around what we the the star Who we face. Yeah. And, well, and, because well, in the star they drafted last year, I mean, they drafted Isaiah Simmons, who really, when coming into the league, it was not, he's going to be this. It was, what are they going to do with him? Because he did so many things. But now, when you, we kind of know what he is at the pro level. And then we add a guy like Zayvon Collins, who's, who also has the size and speed to do multiple things like you're alluding to. You're building that side of the ball up. And you're like you said, you got the, the, the Seahawks, the Rams. The the the, um, the, uh, the Niners, the Niners who <laughs> yeah. who knows what they're going to be? It's an unknown with Trey Lance, but you know yeah. they have they usually have a pretty good running game, and they got George Kittle. This is, I mean, you have multiple guys that can cover a lot of people on those teams we just talked about. Yeah. Well, I even brought that. I brought that up last night that if he when he does play, he can be that cover backer that um that does block again or that cover that. Um, Lines up man to man on a tight end. He's a guy who can tackle tight ends really well. Right. And George Kittle is a tough man to tackle. He is He's a tough man to bring down. So if he can at least slow him down until Buda Baker or Chandler Jones, whoever gets there to help take him down, yeah, so be it. Yeah. Well, it's good to know that your feelings are starting to change a little bit because I feel like he'll be good. He'll he'll work out well hopefully. for you. I mean, obviously, I got to be hopeful. It's my team, so well, hopefully, he does well. That's true. All right, uh, number 17, uh, Raiders took Alex Leatherwood. Already talked about that one a little bit. Um, not a good pick. That's not who I would have picked. Not a good pick. No. I mean, there are other other tackles on the board that were still... Absolutely. Darisol was still there. Darisol so, was still there. Um, um, yeah, I was looking on social media last night about it, and Skip Bayless tweeted out, Mike Mayock should have stuck to... Draft analyst instead of drafter, instead of becoming a drafter. <laughs> well, after that one, yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, definitely could have done better. Uh, number 18, the Miami Dolphins took Jalen Phillips, uh, defensive end. Good pick. Good pick. Very good pick. Yeah. Yeah, just builds to the line they already got. I mean, they, they're already really good and young on that, that side of the football. And then you just add a guy like Jalen Phillips who can do, I think, multiple different things. Um, I think he's also a guy that you can just 
have him stand up and bring around the edge. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think he's good. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Miami, how they use him at this level. True. I see him if it, to, to use him properly. I think they kind of need to go what the Cardinals need to do with Chandler Jones or what they do with Chandler Jones is he's, he's listed as a linebacker, but he's mainly just an edge rusher. So I, th- I think, again, he's a guy, whether his hands on the ground or if he's standing up, he can be useful in either way. Yeah. Right. Uh, number 19, Washington took Jameen Davis. Uh, Jamin I, Davis. Jamin Davis. Okay. Um, I've heard many different variations. It's, it's, um, Jamin. It's Jamin. Jamin. But I, I like to call him Jamin. Jamin. <laughs> it's a reach. Yeah. yeah, it's what it is. It's a reach. Um, he how how true. I don't understand how a guy went from a projected fourth rounder to the first round so fast. I mean, yeah, he's got speed, but okay, that's it. Like, are you, are you gonna tell me you took him on speed because the Bengals got burned that way with John Ross? That's very true. They did. Oh, obviously, opposite side of the ball, very different position, but. Yeah, but speed's still a factor. But a speedy linebacker, if and he's he's what listed as a as a middle linebacker, inside and it's a yeah middle yeah. linebacker. Mm-hmm. So a, a speedy middle linebacker, that's not very a guy that's not very productive unless he's going to sit back and be a cover guy. But as, but as an inside bat linebacker, you can't always be just a cover guy. You've got to be able to stop the run, and if you're that fast, you're not going to be that big. Enough right. to stop a big runner. Like if you got to go, uh, who who picked him again? It was Washington. Um, Washington, right? So you look at their division. They've got to play Zeke. Yeah, they've got to play. Um, who's the guy from Philadelphia? Sanders, Miles Sanders. Yeah, and then Saquon Barkley. Healthy Saquon. You're not stopping those guys with with a small linebacker. No. Well, I, if it was me, which I um, I don't get paid to be a football guru, I don't and I don't get paid to do much. <laughs> yeah, I don't get. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I don't get paid to do much at all on the I football level. I don't get paid level. to do anything. I, um, I work, but. but at six four two thirty four, that screams. Unless he starts putting twenty pounds on, that screams outside guy to me. Yeah, that's, no, that's maybe screams. strong side, and because look, I mean, uh, I think weak side. You can be that and be on the strong side. I mean, Telvin Smith was a little bit taller, and I think he was a little bit bigger, but he was a thinner guy, and, and he was a thinner guy. Telvin Smith, he was uh, what a thin two fifty. He was somewhere around there, yeah. But and, I mean, but he was quick, and he was able to go downhill, which is what Davis can do. Um, yeah. I don't know. Again, I don't know how a fourth round guy immediately just somehow jumps up to first right. round status without much. True, and like James said, that's happens. a reach. That's a big I, reach. I, yeah, it is. Um, number twenty, uh, New York Giants with the trade uh, took their receiver in Kadarius Tony. Yeah, we talked about that one a um, little bit we earlier. Did. Especially talking about the Devontae Smith. Right, we kind of figured they'd take a receiver. I mean, there were some other that, things I, that they definitely that, needed. I thought they would have taken an edge rusher. That's and we yeah. talked about this. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Tuesday, when we kind of previewed a little, or whenever we talked about, yeah, we did our preview, final preview, final thoughts about the pre on the, the uh, draft. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, 
Obviously, I thought it was going to be defensive line. James thought offensive line. Yeah, I was with you. I thought James, defensive uh, line. Daniel Jones. Right. And for them to take a receiver, it's yeah, it's a position they need. But I don't. I I was firmly believing they were going to take Quiddy Pay. Right, and at that point, all the you know the top four receivers had already been gone, or top three rather. So you could have waited just a little bit longer to get one. Yeah. So I'm. I don't know. They could have definitely worked on their defense or offensive line, like James said, as opposed to a receiver here. Now, he's a good receiver. It's not a bad pick. It's just you could have waited for him. It, or a receiver now, like him. So now we're getting into the situation of of where James was, was kind of talking about earlier with Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Like, now, now, so... I'm not changing my thoughts on that whole situation with Cincinnati taking Jamar Chase okay. over Sewell. Sure. Because Joe Burrow's a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. So Right now, we don't really know that. No, I know oh, that. Know I that. know that That's for a fact. A well, I know that for a fact. Okay, I get, I get that, but at the same time, he hadn't played a full season. His first his first half season is better what Daniel Jones has done throughout his whole three his, years. Yeah. But now he had an injury that set him back a little bit, and now he had to sit out for and and that point season, that is, point is, is valid. Fine. But at the same point, I mean, when you look at what Burrow walked into and what Daniel Jones walked into, Burrow's situation was arguably worse. Yeah, well, I get that, and I and, agree with you. and he's injury, already done better. Yeah. I agree with that, but what I'm saying is this injury that he unfortunately succumbed to, it definitely, I'm not saying that he's worse than Daniel Jones. I'm just saying that coming back from this injury is going to definitely be hard because he took a lot of time off. And plus, now that that's yeah. there. I mean, we've seen quarterbacks get big injuries like this, and they come back just fine. So Carson Palmer. So... Well, he, he came back. He did and really he did well in Arizona. Well. <laughs> you can't tell me he didn't. He didn't do much of anything. I mean, he won. He went to couple. the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, he helped. That's playoffs. I mean, you're a Cleveland fan. Um, same. Are yeah, you happy you made the playoffs for the first Absolutely. time in 17 years? Yes. Exactly. That that's the point. Well, I get that, but that's not the end goal, is it? Well, no, but I mean, you have to get there. I mean, well, I get Daniel Jones has there, been there. Carson Palmer it, never got there. Yeah. But okay, but. You're comparing apples to oranges in some ways because I'm not though because how do you, how do you suppose Joe Burrow is going going to get there though? Do you think that Joe Burrow is going to get to a Super Bowl with the Bengals? I don't think very so. well could. I mean, I don't you have to so. let it play out. I mean, he very well could. I don't think so. No, but you can argue to that point. Is that all because of Burrow's not doing his job? No, that's because well, no. it's all if the Bengals draft around them. Well, I agree with that. However, I just. With the Bengals, I just don't see Burrow winning a Super Bowl there. I think he goes somewhere else and wins the Super Bowl. But for right now, on this conversation, he hasn't played enough. I don't know if I ever see him leaving Cincinnati. Um, I could see a point where he look, I mean, we, you can get we, really upset with Cincinnati. We I are mean, in a day and age but, where never say never. I mean, who would have thought that Aaron Rodgers would want to leave Green Bay? Who would have thought that Russell Wilson well, would that, be almost leaving Seattle? True. There, and who would have thought Tom Brady of all people would have left? Um. That's New good, England. That's I mean, it, it, it even happens. going back further than that, Peyton Manning leaving the Colts. I mean, there are so we are in a day and age now where if you play and retire with one team, you are in like in the top ten percent. I mean, it yeah. barely happens anymore. True. 
All right. I mean, yeah, you got a point there. So, but but for me right now, you can't. I don't know. What I'm trying to say is you can't really compare him to a guy who's been in the league for a little bit longer and he's only played not even half a year. He unfortunately got injured. Was he putting up good numbers? Sure. So, but played. Let me ask you this. Look who he played. Let me ask you this. What? Who would you rather have? A, a, let's say, let's say Browns have the number one overall pick. Okay. Let's take Baker out of it. Let's say Baker doesn't exist. Browns have the number one overall pick. Sure. Are you taking Joe Burrow or are you going to take Daniel Jones? You can't well, sit here and yeah, tell I'll me you're going to Joe Burrow, for sure. What I'm saying is this that's injury sucks. Yeah, but that's You're missing point. my point. You're missing my point. He got you, injured. Are you, I, I don't see your point. So, <laughs> yeah, he I, got injured. Okay, he but had, that happens in the NFL. I understand. And, and guess what? You're arguing the point that Joe Burrow played less games. Daniel Jones only had just under 300 more yards in his full season. Yeah. And Burrow had more touchdowns. Yes, I get your point. He's got injured. We don't know the unknown. But what I do know is what I, I know the potential of Joe Burrow, and I already know what I have in, in Daniel Jones. That's what I'm arguing. Well, yes, because yeah, guess agree. what? Yes. Adrian Peterson, we had the same argument when he tore when he had his knee injury, when his tore ACL. Yeah. What okay. Is Adrian Peterson gonna be the same? Didn't he just run for two thousand yards when he came back from that ACL injury? Yep. I mean did. and that's a running back. It's a yeah. quarterback. And yeah. Joe Burrow's not Michael Vick or Vince Young or you know, Name any scrambler quarterback who's going to go out there and try to run for a thousand yards, and and that's why I argued the Panay Sewell pick there because you help him stay in the pocket, right? But again, with the whole Panay Sewell pick, you're not providing any help for Joe Burrow, so it's probably going to be just more of the same. I'd rather be in Daniel Jones's shoes right now. No, no. absolutely. No, you don't see him getting injured, do you? No, I you mean, you don't see him getting injured. I don't see him winning a lot of football games either. I'm just saying, in his position with the line, that's what all I'm saying. Right now, he didn't get so injured. You don't want. How many times was he sacked last year? Look that up for me, real quick. James. Daniel Jones. Yeah, I say because he didn't I know. Get injured. Right, but again, okay. Joe Burrow Joe unfortunately Burrow. did due to uh, was it Chase Young or was it the other guy? What other guy? That uh, sacked Burrow. So, uh, Daniel Jones in 2019 was sacked. Uh, the Giants gave up 38 sacks uh, to Daniel, Daniel Jones, and he was sacked 45 times last year. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and it, so, now, I'm going to get, to be fair, I'm going to get Joe bad. Burrow's stat, uh, well, sacks real quick, stats real here. Quick, real quick, uh, how, what's the size of Daniel Jones? Like, how height and weight, what is he? He's, what, 6'5", six, 6'6"? Six, six? I think he's 6'5". I want to say he's 6'5". He's 6'5", 220. Okay. And then we got to look at Joe Burrow. Like, look at his size. Now, okay. ACL, now, ACL injuries, those are freak Those are freak accidents. 6'4", 221. So, literally, probably the same weight. About the same. Yeah. And then right. Daniel Jones is an inch taller. Right. So, I don't know. I, so, I guess my... I, I'm having a hard time seeing your guys' point of him being a Super Bowl quarterback with Bengals. I'm not arguing he's a Super Bowl quarterback no. or not. I'm well, saying right he's. A, he's a, I'm. I don't think Rayson is. I think. No, I said he could. He could. I'm not saying he will. Okay. Well, I, I would have. I'm more, saying he's I better have, than Daniel Jones. I have That's more, what I'm saying. I have more faith well, in Joe Burrow going and winning a Super Bowl with the Bengals over Daniel Jones winning it with the Giants. 
I have more faith in well, okay, in Burrow and I, the Bengals. I, I, I would agree. That's with what that. I, That's well, the point. That's the argument we're trying to make. Okay. Well, then I would agree with that. I misunderstood what you were saying. Then. So, okay. Yes, so, I do agree with you. Anyway, while he's looking this up, see how many times Burrow was hit before he got hurt. Yeah. Who? So we're talking. We, we got sidetracked. We were on number twenty with uh, the Giants and Kadarius Tony, and we ended up on Joe Burrow versus Daniel Jones. Yes, because I said Joe Burrow is a because I said Joe Burrow is the better quarterback. Yeah, is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. Because I it, agree, but this, so, like I said, this so, injury does suck. Hold on. So in eleven games started, mm-hmm. uh, the eleventh game is when Burrow got injured. So right. he was sacked thirty-two times. Daniel Jones was sacked forty. Well, I did say like 40, 45, 45. 45? Yeah. yeah. So he was on pace to almost have uppards of 60. Well, and Ru- well, speaking, Russell Wilson got sacked yes. 50 plus times. I he mean, was on pace to get upwards of 60 with that awful offensive line. So you had 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 games, uh, six games. So you would have to be sacked. So to get 60, you would have to be sacked like 28 times. And he was on six pace games, to do so it. about over about four. He was on pace to do it. I uh, know he was though. Look at the numbers. Okay, so he played. So he, and, how, and it's possible how, how though many, because how many sacks? It was thirty-two, 32. sacks. So thirty-two plus eighteen is no, that twenty-eight sixty. So he he played eleven games, right? Eleven games. Yeah. yeah. So but he didn't finish the eleventh because no, of the injury. Didn't. So he's he's looking about an average of two, almost three sacks a game. So, so, but he could have but, been pushing the number, sure. But um, he's definitely pushing the numbers. Definitely. I mean, if you look through the game log, I mean, there's times where he's sacked six times, six times, right. five times, another five times, four times. I, 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 I don't know. I think we're going to have to di- agree to disagree on this topic. Yeah. Just for the sake of the show going forward. I say right. yeah, because we're but, we're not going to be able to preview the next show. Or but the, I mean, I guess round. to Pep's point is we don't know what Joe Burrow is going to look like when he comes back. Right, but I should rephrase. He's better than Daniel Jones. Yeah, because I think that's what, what we the, were trying. I think that was our confusion because you kept on saying you'd rather have Daniel Jones in his shoes because you don't know what the Joe Burrow situation was. Only because the injury kind of scares me, and New York's line is proven to be better. Not great at all by any means necessary, but better yeah. than Cincinnati's. And they didn't even get help. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't understand. And we don't I know. They might come they might come back in the second round tonight and if uh, Jacksonville passes on you know, it very well could be I, Jenkins falling to them later on. I get that. That's the point I was trying to make earlier, but you but all don't like it. It makes no sense. You saw what happened to Burrow. You were on pace to get upwards of almost sixty sacks for the whole year. So and you're gonna tell up, me you're so gonna go and get a receiver, and this point. guy's over here on the ground begging. I want to bring up a point that James talked about. That Come James on. talked about. I think Tuesday, maybe maybe before. Um, James said that you know if if Daniel Jones isn't your guy, then you need to get you need to draft an offensive lineman to protect your future quarterback. If you take one next year, if Daniel Jones, if you yeah. if you don't want to keep Daniel Jones, or even in two years after his fifth round option, yeah, if if they somehow decide to pick it up for some reason, decide to pick it up, sure. um, you move on from Daniel Jones, you want to be able to protect your next quarterback, yeah. So why not take one there? Yeah, because if you look at Minnesota, 
I mean, obviously totally different dynamic there, but they got what they perceive as their starting left tackle in Christian Darisol. Mm -hmm. And yeah. guess what? You're starting to hear a lot of rumors now between the fan base and some of the some media people that they're not too happy with Kirk Cousins and that they might have a new face coming in um, in the next year or two. But when that time happens, if it does happen, um, they don't have to draft a left tackle. They can just get the the quarterback and right. then go best available from there. But the Giants, I mean, I wanted them to get a tackle because of what Rayson said. It makes the most sense. Right. Now, if you get Kadarius Tony, which it's already an unknown because, yes, he has the speed, but then everything else is kind of like, but can he have that speed at the next level because it's so much faster? Mm -hmm. And what else does he bring to the table? We don't know that yet. And if Daniel Jones isn't the guy, then you just hinder everyone else's growth. And quite frankly, what I've seen in Daniel Jones, he's had a handful of good plays where you're like, wow. Mm -hmm. And one of them, he fell flat on his face in the open field. He did. So if that's not his career in the nutshell right now, I don't know what is. I mean, look at Mark Sanchez. When but the butt fumble, fumble happened, <laughs> none of, I mean. That was it. You didn't hear anything else from him. But and think about it. But think about that. I know yeah, we're off Mark Sanchez was also good at the beginning of his career, He was too. in playoffs. He did good in the But playoffs. was it him? Or was it because of that Jets defense, which was phenomenal? Uh, the Jets defense. He but was still good, though, too. He so. was still good. He was good. But, but that defense. But to my point, and just kind of put a bow on this debate so we can move on because uh, it's 4-12, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of things can happen within a year. So like Mark Sanchez was a playoff quarterback. They thought they had the guy that could t take them to the Super Bowl. And then the butt fumble happens probably not even two years later. Yeah. Maybe, you know, Daniel Jones can turn it around. Maybe. Or maybe not. So I'm leaning we're, towards no. We're just going to have to stick around and see. But that's the beautiful thing about the the NFL in general. Um, but, yeah, so moving on, like I said. So just looking at the rest of the draft, um, for time purposes, uh, we had like 20, like 10 picks left, 10, 15 picks. Yeah, because um, we are at uh, number 12. 11. Yeah, and uh, we're at. Number twenty-one an hour and eleven minutes recording time, so we're going to, have to cut that down. Yeah. Um. So I'm just going to run through the rest of them, then we'll talk about surprises. Then, um, number twenty-one, uh, Indianapolis took Quiddy Pay. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. Twenty-two, uh, Titans took Caleb Barley. Kind of surprising. I thought they'd get a receiver. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that the the injuries are what is. What made Farley's stock drop? I get that. The injuries, the back surgery, that that made him. But depending on who you talk to or who you listen to, some analysts believe he he's the best corner in the draft when he's healthy. That's the issue. But again, being healthy, that back problem so, is a problem. But but if it's if he had surgery and now it's fixed and he's good to go, he he's the best corner in the draft. True, but, but that's it, a risk. It, it's this a is risk. Death. Again, this is one that's only time is going to tell. Oh, sure. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Number 23. We already talked about it. Uh, Minnesota took Christian Darisaw. Good pick. Yep. Good pick. Uh, 24. Pittsburgh took Najee Harris. Not a surprise. Not at all. Not at all. 25. Jaguars took Travis Etienne. Again, James, James already talked about, talked about that. Yeah, check, that was a surprise. Check the rant at the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah they're getting rid of James Robinson, didn't you know? 
<laughs> I'm gonna get it started. Poor again. Bears fans. <laughs> All right, yeah, keep going for we. I know. Okay, uh, twenty-six Browns took Greg Newsom a uh, corner. Kind of surprised, kind of not. They needed a. We needed a corner. We got. Um, I think Josh Johnson. So one thing I'd like to point out here, you want to talk about a wave of emotions. So like, okay. my whole night was nothing can disturb me because we got Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Raceland. Mauled a chair and threatened to go I to didn't bed. I did maul a chair. I, yeah. I tipped it over but, and apparently I so like, when I it got, comes to this pick. Well, I got a notification on my well, Let me give them a perspective. I got a notification on my Apple Watch. Okay. James and, and I are standing me, here and we don't know who it is. Right. They don't know. They're looking at this uh, the projector screen and I get a notification on my watch. I look at it because I'm dumb. And it shows me that we picked Greg Newsom. Now, at first, I had the look of my face like, "Come on!" You would have thought they picked like, Kyle Trask, or right? You would have thought I that was... they that they picked a punter. I mean, <laughs> it, just, it was bad. It, like, it, it was, was like not, he, he, threw me, he threw his hat on the ground. His <laughs> white hat on the muddy ground. I know, on the muddy ground. Hear me out. At first, I did not like the fact that we addressed corner first. I'd rather have them gone linebacker. Because that yeah, was I know. the I wanted, number one. I wanted them to take Lucy Cormo so you can do the blazing challenge. Yeah. I get to watch you suffer. I know you did. So damn it, Browns. <laughs> so but I that was something we struggled with all year. Was linebacker. Everybody knew that. And we also struggle with corner and safety. Well, corner Brady Williams is coming back. So, but speaking of that, and I, we I got thought, the guy from the Rams, John Johnson. Not that I slept on it, and he's safety, right? Josh Johnson, or Troy Hill, Troy Hill, Troy Hill. So Troy you Hill. said that last night too. We had that same exact we interchange. Had that, like, what, what happened? Who? Yeah, I'm sorry. But Troy Hill. So both were from the Rams. After we I had a, after a full night's rest and a full round of eighteen on a gorgeous Friday until about hole number thirteen when it started to rain. True. Um, think about it. They drafted Newsom. Yes. They just picked up Ward's fifth year option. They did. What if they're just after this year Newsom's replacing Ward? He's going to be cheaper. Probably don't have much of a drop off between the two. Yeah, I agree. And you You're let them develop. To... So I think maybe this is a sign for Ward of saying, unless you show something amazing, you're yeah. gone next year. And yeah, they have because... to make those budget decisions because they can't sign everybody. No, nope. nope. Baker's coming up. Garrett's coming up. Chubb. Chubb's coming up. Baker's next year. Yeah, Baker is next year. Yes, yeah, so uh, I Miles Garrett's already got his contract. Yeah, he's good. No, I know. So, I know. But. But yeah, Chubb next year, Baker next year. Yeah. And here in two years, you got Kareem Hunt if you decide to keep him. You don't have to pay him too much. No, not too much. Because he's that's a backup, still money. but that's still right. money. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want James Conner? Cardinals want to sign him for buck twenty five. <laughs> no. Don't <laughs> okay. you dare draft a running back. They might think you're replacing Nick Chubb. No. <laughs> God, no. I hope we don't do I, that. I wanted us. I wanted the Cardinals to trade down so we could replace James Conner and Chase Edmonds. Crap. So, <laughs> but Pat. So I mean, happen. I guess now they had an, a night to sleep on it. I mean, are you still indifferent of what this pick brings, or do you think I see the potential? But I have to see what it actually plays out to be. No, I absolutely see potential. He's a good corner. I like him. But I kind of wish we would have focused on linebacker first. And then addressed the situation later on. Because of the fact that we do have Ward for now. We do have Greedy Williams. We do have Troy Hill. I feel like we could have waited to get a corner in the second round and got a linebacker here. So, but Or an edge rusher. So I'm guessing the guy that you would want is Koromora. Yes. Um, or Rasu. 
Well, Rose- that was the number one that I wanted. Was Rosu? That Wait. was number one. He had the build of Miles Garrett. He- well, I mean, you he was also, fit t- you also on talked the other a, side. a little bit about uh, maybe Barmore. Barmore would have been to good help as out well, but the other two, yeah, yeah. Well, I got news. You're not getting Barmore. He's going to be yeah, early well, in the now, second right? round. Not but, now. But I guess my my thing is, obviously, the, after besides Rosu, you were like Koromora. I mean. And you yeah, had done I'm the blazing just... challenge to Raceland's and I's pleasure. And I told you, I didn't um, care. I would have loved to do it. But I guess, like, something I really didn't notice until Wednesday is he's undersized. He is undersized. So, but... And what's the thing that you guys need? An inside backer. Yeah. He's not well, big enough to be an inside guy. So... They need all around off our linebackers. I, I know, say, but we need all around. They linebackers. need all three linebackers. All three are just. Yeah, but when, when you're talking about first round linebacker. He's too small to be your your first round insider. First round linebacker should have been maybe Nick Bolton. I mean, Nick Bolton maybe or OA. always an edge rusher. He's an edge. Is he? He's D end. Yeah. yeah, he was linebacker. So, defensive end. Nope. Oh. So what if maybe they they get a backer today and maybe because I don't know. It's, I don't it's know hard. who though. I really don't know who they it get. Depends on who's there. That's what I'm saying. I don't know who they get. I don't know. I don't know. But. Moving on, because I could talk about that all day. Number 27, the Ravens. Who cares? Number 20. No, I'm kidding. Number 27, the Ravens did take Rashad Bateman, a receiver. I was Not a surprise to me, really, because they've been needed to help. I, I thought Lamar they were Jackson going speedy. I, I, well, the position doesn't get me. It's the, it's the player. The player. Okay. I thought they were going to go speed. Yeah, I now, think a lot of people did. Now, they they maybe they thought we have too much speed. Maybe we need a guy that can body up corners and safeties and be like, "All right, I'm going to go up and I'll get it. I'm going to go climb this ladder and snatch the ball away from you." Yeah, I think that's what they were mainly focused on. Yeah, but they to me, that. if we are staying true to this divisional thing, the AFC North is the only division in football left that's a ground and pound division. For the most part, very true. you look at Pittsburgh. They're normally a ground and pound. Now, obviously, their identity is going to be a little bit different, but who knows with the uh, drafting of Harris? Um, true. That's your. That's a run team. All right, Baltimore under Greg Roman, they were last in passing last year. Yeah, and they like to do a lot of the the read option trickiness with Lamar Jackson and crew. Yeah, um, I can tell you why they were last in, in rushing because they don't rush the ball. They run Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's a running back. So. Well, oh, that was starting to date. But, but <laughs> to my, be fair, but, he had more I'm not, rushing but, I'm not calling him a running back. I am. I'm not. I don't I'm care. not either, he's but... He's a running quarterback. I'm not, but stats are stats. They were dead last in passing last year. Yeah, because you're running Lamar all the time. And you the just run back. Lamar. Yeah. And, and, but what I'm saying is, that's going to change. I it's mean, got to. Eventually, if they're, going, if they're going to win a Super Bowl, right? It's which Baltimore is, has the team where every year, no matter who... who no matter... Since Lamar Jackson had that MVP season, yeah, every year they're a Super Bowl top two or three in the AFC Super Bowl contender. Yeah, they're as also, a favorite. They're also until the- they start not be dead ass last and passing. Yeah, they'll never win the Super Bowl. I'm nope. sorry. Yeah, never true. But oh well. But if you keep looking, or then the other team is Cincinnati, which that's the only team that- they had Mixon, and then they got rid of. Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni was definitely old. went down. He's been old, but he's been needed. To Newsom makes while. sense because you got to have guys 
I think Newsom is a better one-on-one against like a guy like Chris Claypool than like Greedy Williams or Denzel Ward. He's yeah. more of the guy that's going to get in your face, get physical. Oh, I agree. And that's something that the Browns don't have. And I think Ward has potential of that. Greedy used to do that, but he got injured. Yeah, so who knows with that. True. And Greedy's only on a contract for this year, too. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting at the end of the year when both Greedy and Ward. But, um, okay, moving on from the counterfeit Browns. 28, uh, the Saints took Peyton Turner. Now, if you don't know who he is, congratulations. You're in a uh, Neither familiar, do we. familiar cloud. <laughs> Neither do we. We don't know who he is. No offense. But how did he end up in the first round when nobody... Nobody had him on any projected mock drafts. I didn't see one. Did you? Not in the first round. No. I. You want to talk about reach, man? That's it. I mean, you could have got Gregory Rousseau. And you're telling me you saw something in Peyton Turner? No, I'm out. I'm out. I don't understand it. I mean, I'm not giving you any more time. I'm out. So I guess what I think they fell in love with was the size. He's 6'6", 268. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a project. I think he's probably going to come in and learn under Cameron Jordan. Um, Well, I say they're not real fond of Marcus Davenport, from what I hear. Well, he had twenty-one pressures and just one and a half sacks, according to this ESPN article. So no, so (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I I just think it's. I just still don't know. I don't agree with that. Oh, it's a big reach. Yeah, the reach of the night. It is. But we're going to go to the surprise of the night. With 29 and Green Bay, guess what? They didn't help Aaron Rodgers. No, they got Not Eric surprise. They got Eric Stokes, uh, corner, because they addressed the issue that they saw in the title game last year. Because they got burned by a white boy. They did. Um, I don't... I don't... I don't agree with this one at all. You know Aaron Rodgers is mad. Why would you not get him help? Because they don't like him. I okay. Raceland's okay, checked why? out. That's He's what I done. mean. He is done. So, just done. He's we're just kicking Raceland out of the episode it. for the day because okay. he is over here playing with slugs <laughs> yeah, and <I> just <laughs> so, giving us the worst commentary ever. I'm gonna look at you no. now. I'm gonna look at you now. What do you mean no? Uh, you are. You're giving on. us. Well, because they don't like him. Well, <laughs> thanks for that, genius. We know that. <laughs> okay. What more is there to talk about? <laughs> well. Your quarterback, your your all-star MVP quarterback is is pissed off. You're not giving him help. The last offensive player they took last year was uh, a quarterback by the name of Jordan Love. who They traded up for. They traded up. He stinks. Yeah. You didn't need him. You you are pissing off your all-star, your franchise quarterback. Yes. And and, and, and you, you keep doing it, so it's not a surprise. No. It's not a I'd surprise. Be, I'd be mad too. Yeah, especially after the year that he just had. Now, exactly. some could argue that the Packers saw it as like, "Well, you did it with these guys," and no one's going to argue that one. I brought that up because yeah. the Packers' uh, front office—it kind of seems like they don't know what they're doing. They don't care. They don't know what they're doing. Well, I think they know what they're doing. They just—they don't, they don't care. They don't know what they're doing. So, well, they, yeah. th- here's the thing, guys. One last comment. Um, since we finally got something good out of Raceland, uh, yeah, yeah. since his checkout point. There's um, nothing to talk about. They made a, a pick that's going to piss off your quarterback. They're, yes, but, stop but, it. Let me, but this is something that can be discussed, is the Packers have been, um, I don't know, spoiled? 
They've had Aaron Rodgers who can take a bum team to a playoffs because he's that good. True. They haven't had to hit on draft picks. Now that Aaron Rodgers is 37, going to be 38, they have to start hitting these draft picks so when he leaves, the guy that they traded up for last year can take over and have something to work with. Right now, the way it's looking, Aaron Rodgers is going to be gone. Who knows what Devontae Adams is going to do if he leaves. Yeah, and then he you got Aaron he Jones. Just got re-signed, I think. So he's he there. So, he but who knows? He might request a trade. The Packers yeah. have been spoiled, and they have, and and they haven't had to hit draft picks like this in the last ten years since Aaron Rodgers was a quarterback. True, but okay, last year's pick was just ass and I and all around. Well, Poor and- Bears fans, move along. <laughs> Poor move Packers along. Fans too. You know what Bears fans are saying? Oh, poor Packers. No, they're not. Quit complaining. Poor Bears fans. <laughs> poor Bears fans. When I upload this, I'm using that hashtag. hashtag okay. Poor Bears fans. Yep. All right. Number thirty. The Bills took Gregory Rosu. Great pick. They didn't need much. No, because I other teams were stupid and not taking him. I get that. I get that. There's your commentary, James. I, I think it's stupid, but him not playing, I think, this showed. But numbers if, don't lie. Numbers don't lie, but yes. Yeah, but, well, but Trey Lance. If he you, didn't play last year. He, he played third one game. So, okay. But let me, okay, so to Razel's point, yes, absolutely. 100% on board with that. Numbers don't lie. Yeah. But what if he would have done the numbers two years in a row rather than just one year in in college? True. That would've, he would have went from maybe a top 20 that slid to a solidified top 15. What did he do three years ago? Let me ask you that. He wasn't, he wasn't starting. Yeah, I mean, it was Easton Stick. What? What are you talking about? Easton Stick. He's, yeah, for the char- he, he plays for the Chargers now. He's third. Rose is a D lineman. And you complained about my commentary. I thought we were talking about Trey Lance. <laughs> what? We're talking about Rosu. Okay, continue. Where did Easton Stick go to college? Where's going State? Oh, did he? Yes. There's so much I don't care. Clearly. I'm not. That's why I thought you guys were talking about Trey Lance. No, you were talking about Trey Lance. We weren't. Yeah, I was. Yeah, exactly. We weren't. I was confused where the switch there was. We're talking about Rosu. I know that now. I don't know where you started. I don't know where you ended. I never ended with talking about Rosu. You're beef. You're (laughs) beef. So, um, on sports reference. Sports reference says... Yeah, so 2018 was his freshman year. He only had one game. So 2019 was a was his only true starting season, and he had 15 and a half sacks. Okay, so to bring up to counteract Pat your point then about Trey Lance, like yeah, like this dude played FCS football, played a season in one game. Yeah, and so I mean, what what makes him so special that he's the third overall pick to where Rosu's not and he he had fifteen and a half sacks in one season. That's great. You go back and look at that one season from Trey Lance. He put up great numbers, so I understand why they went back to that one season. Okay, you go back to the one season for Rosu. That's why he's, he's the pick, third pick. And but Rosu's picking that picked at thirty with his great one one great season, which was two years ago. Now you're both overcomplicating things. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. You know why? Because what position does Rosu play? Defense. Defense. Edge, right? Yep. He's an inside. Well, he's an edge rusher. He's an edge rusher. Right? And Trey Lance, Trey Lance is a quarterback. Is quarterback. Two different things. There's only two to three 
to maybe four surefire guys that you can that you have to hit on before there's a huge drop off in prospects. There's how many look how many edge rushers there were this year. Yeah. You had you have a small pick window when it comes to quarterbacks. It don't matter about stats. It don't matter about other things. Well, Poor Bears fans, move along. I like okay. how he goes, it doesn't matter about stats and points at Pat and can't come up with anything, so he just says other things and he goes to me. That's because stats do matter. Stats do matter. But he had a great he had great games. He had this wonderful that, season in the FCS. Positions. Two different positions. In the FCS. Two he's not playing he's not playing Alabama. He's playing Alabama A and T. He's playing. He's not playing Texas. He's playing Texas, North Texas, North Texas. Yeah, there you go. He's, he's not playing. He's not playing Ohio State. He's playing Bowling Green. Hey, you hey, put Bowling some respect. Bowling, hey, Bowling you Green shut is your mouth. No, you shut your Bowling mouth. Bowling Green put is. Put some respect on the Mean Green. You put some respect <laughs> on the Mean Green right now, Bowling, sir. Bowling Green is FBS still. Hey. They're not FCS. North Dakota State is FCS. He wasn't sure. good enough to make it at Bowling Green. That is great season. Whip the. Can do okay. That's I'm great. turning Dave Lagreca here. <laughs> okay, poor Bears James, fans. James Pet, know what I'm talking about. That's, poor, yeah, poor Bears I mean, fans. Poor Rosu, man. I get that. No, not but poor two, Rosu. Two different yeah, positions. No, he man. went to a great. I mean, I can't say poor Rosu. He, he went, went to, to a, a good team. He went to a good team. <laughs> you know what? Look, two different positions. Okay, and two but, different. And Rosu did all that. Rosu did all of that against. Top talent players. Okay. Yeah. Trey Lance is doing this against guys who can't make it at Kent State, can't make it at Bowling Green, can't make it at Texas Tech. They're looking can't at, make it at Vanderbilt. But, but 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 you're missing the point. Is I agree with your point. I've been saying this the whole draft process. He hasn't played much football and has played against lower level competition. True. But Pat, what I think Pat's trying to say is, you can't say one thing about the edge rusher because. It, when it comes to importance of football right now, if you don't have a quarterback, you know, you look at the Bears. Poor Bears fans. They got Khalil Mack, arguably top two defensive players in the game. True. But they don't have a quarterback. So what are the Bears doing? They're in the pit of misery. Thank you, Bud Light, for the rest of eternity until they get that right. Dilly dilly. <laughs> Poor Bears fans. Poor Bears fans. Poor Bears fans. So I think from so what James you, is trying to say is, uh, poor Bears fans, and we need to move on from them. They're Beavis. They, what, what's going on in Chicago? They're now Houston. Okay, no, Houston stores. Because I mean, they, they don't have a, of Houston, did, did, they didn't have a first-round pick. Did, did this Chicago, they don't have a second-round pick either. Did Chicago sports get together at a local brewery or pub or whatever they have in the local town of Chicago? And say, hey guys, we have some we have some great fans. Let's just make them sad this week. Let's make them ultimate beavis. How about that? Merry Christmas. Poor Bears fans, move on. Hell, that's been the motto for the Browns for 17 years. Somebody's finally decided to change it. Okay, number 31. Right? Yeah, okay. I we went on a long tangent. I forgot. Jason Owe, um, pretty good pick there for Baltimore. Yeah, good pick. Yep, uh, thirty-two. Although Joe. I thought they were they would have gone in with uh, a tackle or guard after having traded yeah, away Orlando yeah. Brown. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I thought they would have tried to go protect Lamar Jackson. So yeah, I could see. Maybe that. they maybe, maybe, maybe they, they do they later see, on. Maybe they see what I see, and you take these guys, and you take a tackle in the second round. Wave your hands well, like you just don't care. 
I'm maybe over- they think what I'm thinking. Maybe I'm correcting y'all wrong. Bear, sad Bears fans, move on. No, hold on. No, before we go, poor Bears fans, move on. That's my line, by the way. It's true. He's um, you know, I didn't gonna... say poor. I said sad. Well, he said sad, sad. Sad Bears fans. They're really sad right now. He's gonna have to trademark that. Listen, one thing we're forgetting is Orlando Brown played left tackle because of an injury. They need a right tackle because Orlando Brown left. They yeah. don't need a starting left tackle. True. That's a huge difference. I mean, is it still important? Yes, but it's not the blind side of Lamar Jackson. So I do think they Does can- Lamar Jackson have a blind side? This man runs a lot. <laughs> no, he don't thank, have a blind side. Thank you. Thank but, you. But, but to that credit, always... it does. It probably makes the line's job harder because they don't know where he's at. And thank plus, you. if they're going to have him throw more, you have to have more protection. Thank you. You're proving my point. I didn't say no. you were wrong. I just said said, something... Bear, said Bears fans, continue. <laughs> okay, some things that you did say were a little bit off. You're Let's asinine. Leave say, me alone. Let's just say that. Sad Bear fans, moving along. <laughs> Poor Bear fans. There you go. The Sad Bear fans, my line. All right. <laughs> Number 32. Uh, Buccaneers took Joe Tryon. Um, sad Bear fans. <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, You can't really do much here with Tampa Bay, can you? I mean, they brought back everything in the kitchen sink. Um, actually, I think I would have, I would have gone Christian Barmore there. Yeah, I would have, well, because, got, because McDominant Sue is getting older. He is older. And you have to get someone that can rotate with Vita Vea, and that's going to probably next year, they need to get a guy. So, um, yeah. when you got, have a guy like Christian Barmore fall all the way to 32, that's probably not going to happen back to back years. Nope. Um, so, I mean, even if they make the playoffs last year, I don't think next year, uh, I don't think they're, it's going to happen. So I think they missed a great opportunity to get a steal there at 32. And this is the difference too, right? Is you have to hit, like when you have the team that Tampa Bay has, Yeah, it's a lot of it is because of the winning culture that Brady brought, brought in. But when Brady leaves in three years, you still got to hit home runs and drafts. Either do that or stockpile picks for the future. And they did neither in my opinion. Unless nope. he... You assume Brady's actually leaving in three years. Yeah, oh, he's done in three years. He's going to be like forty-eight. Oh, he's old. He's going to play till he's, he's still playing until he's dead. Yeah, but, uh, he's like but since we're an hour and thirty-five minutes in this beautiful podcast, um, I'm going to say no final thoughts. No final thought. Let's just give like a little preview of uh, what we might expect for the draft tonight in round two. Um, Usu Koromoa falls outside the top fifty. I'm making agree. a bold prediction. I would agree with that. Oh, but I get wa- walked out on when I say Micah Parsons. I mean, uh, uh, Micah Parsons falls at 23, or Dylan Moses gets this Cleveland. Um, no, I, I no, think he, wait I think, a minute. I, I think yeah. he, Dylan Moses, come on. I do think that he will fall a little bit more, um, but I don't think it's going to be 50. Um, my Please, bold, for the love of God, Cardinals trade down and get draft capital. My bold prediction is that... Uh, Pat will be a sad fan today. Why? Uh, at the end of the second round. Why? Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna second that prediction. I, I, why? Who do you think they're gonna get? Nobody that they need. I <laughs> just know. think. I mean, Kyle look. Trask. Well, you have to remember. <laughs> I will go home. Pat, you are home. Pat, you have to remember oh, yeah. is Cleveland is not used to this. They're picking late in the second and late in the third if they have a pick. They have two third round picks. So yeah, I they know. Go, they go so pick somebody else's pick. Pick. You know how it goes. The more that the top name talents, because the people that slid out of the first are going to be picked way before they're on the clock. So yep. how are how is their 
this is where you learn how good their scouting department is and how good their GM is. I think we're going to learn a lot about the Browns tonight. And who knows, maybe Pat's going to be around here doing cartwheels and do the blazing challenge. I'm not sure. But if I had to put a guess on it, because, you know, I was in your shoes once in 2018. Yeah. Um, here, here, and I was sad. A, I went to here, bed. Here's a thought. Here's a thought. If he falls this far, the Browns could still take Cormoa in the second round, and he still has to do the blazing challenge. It's very true. Does that mean I have to get naked, too? <laughs> that was never the part of the first and, um, can I? Um, no. And that would make sad James and Race on so on that um, kind of disturbing note. Um, we're going to wrap up. We apologize for that. We, we apologize with our deepest sympathies. You're um, welcome. But we're going to go ahead and put a bow on this show um, on that unfortunate turn. Um, so that was Raceland, and that was Pat, and I am James, and we'll see you here next Tuesday on your favorite football podcast.